At Alina Health, it's our mission to provide exceptional care, prevent illness, restore health, and provide comfort to all people in our community. Here's your host, Melanie Cole, with the WellCast. Meningitis can be a very serious disease. Outbreaks of bacterial meningitis at colleges grab the headlines because otherwise healthy young adults can quickly become ill and even die from this contagious illness. My guest today is Catherine Martin. She's a certified nurse practitioner at Alina Health Blaine Clinic. Welcome to the show, Kate. First, tell us what is meningitis and what causes it? Well, thank you. Um, meningitis, first you got to know the ana- anatomy, and the meninges are kind of a clear covering that lie over the brain and your spinal cord. They're the last protection kind of of the central nervous system to the outside world, and there's a few different types of things that can cause those to be inflamed, viruses, bacteria, and a couple other forms which result in meningitis. So people hear about bacterial meningitis, they hear about viral meningitis. What's the difference? Well, a viral meningitis tends to be a little less serious and have more significant outcomes. However, it is still a significant illness. Um, they, um, people usually recover without specific treatment as far as a viral illness. We just kind of support them as needed. Um, and the, virus, the viral meningitis is not preventable with a vaccine. However, fortunately, the most common forms of bacterial meningitis, which are the most serious, do have a vaccine to help our, fight, our bodies fight against that disease. So if somebody gets the vaccine, is this vaccine 99%, 100% preventable for meningitis? Yeah, I couldn't give you an exact number, but it's a very high percentage rate of persons who have received the vaccines. Uh, Their body creates antibodies, which are like little soldiers that are kind of on board, ready to go if you come in contact with the virus or the bacteria, which just kind of pounces on it. So how would someone who hasn't been vaccinated get meningitis? Well, it's not just spread kind of through casual contact or through the air. Um, It is, you get it usually with close or prolonged contact with an infected person. So it can also be exchanged by respiratory secretions. So kissing, sharing drinks, eating off the same utensils. Um, Keeping in mind that the disease can incubate in a person, meaning not showing any signs of the illness for two to 10 days before they develop symptoms. And about three days after someone is exposed to the virus or the bacteria contracts it, can already start spreading it without any symptoms. What are the symptoms of bacterial meningitis? Because they can be confused with the flu and it's quite scary if some of these happen. You're absolutely right. It is a flu-like illness at first, but there's a few things that are very specific to a meningitis. Um, Sudden high fever, a severe headache, and a stiff neck. And those will be kind of earlier in the illness. If you wait to seek treatment, you may start developing seizures or even get kind of an altered mental status, become a little bit confused. So now what do you do if somebody's experiencing these symptoms? Do if, if somebody, if you have a teenager or a college-age kid and they've got a stiff neck and their fever jumps up and they've got a really bad headache, do you call 911 or do you take them to the doctor? I would get them to the closest emergency room. If they're not having any um, seizures or altered men- mental status, I think you can get them to the closest emergency room. I wouldn't take them into the clinic because um, we'll just end up sending them to the emergency room from there. If they're having, you know, if they're lethargic and not very responsive or confused, I would definitely not hesitate to call 911 and have them bring them to the hospital for you. How is it treated? Um, 
bacterial meningitis can be treated with antibiotics, and it's very important to start the treatment really on in the illness. You have a better success rate and more likelihood of treating it with that. Um, however, there can be long-term complications for the patients that do survive the illness as far as um, losing fingertips, toes, and other chronic issues. Who's most at risk for bacterial meningitis, Kate? The population that is most at risk of dying from meningitis is infants and the elderly. Um, however, you see the most common cases in anyone under 20. So now tell us a little bit about the vaccine. We know that before our kids go to college is one time that it's very important that this vaccine be given. Yep, this one is for the um, Neisseria um, meningococcus, and it is given at usually ages 12 and then repeated again at age 15, and that will protect against kind of the most specific and more serious um, meningococcal disease that often we see the outbreaks on college campuses. Uh, you know, a couple kids wake up, they don't feel great, and either they're in the ICU that evening or even possibly have passed away from it. Is there anyone who shouldn't be getting the vaccine? Um, usually people who have decreased immune systems should not be having the vaccine. Anyone who's had a severe allergic reaction to a previous dose, anyone who has a significant allergy such as eggs, usually we avoid this one in um, children under six weeks old. And anyone with a moderate or se uh, severe acute illness with or without a fever, we usually avoid vaccinating in. So now tell us a little bit about vaccines in general and the pneumococcal vaccine and maybe even traveling people that need vaccines for different reasons. Okay. So basically the CDC recommends a meningococcal vaccine for all children's 11 to 18 or certain younger high-risk children. Usually the first dose is at 12 and 16, like I said before, and that is for the one that we try to prevent you against when you go to college. Um, anyone who has been exposed to a diagnosed case of meningitis should be vaccinated. Um, anyone traveling or living where meningitis is common, so such as in sub-Sahara um, mili and military recruits. Um, the HIV vaccine and the pneumococcal vaccines are one we give to little children, but we're also giving that pneumococcal vaccine to um, geriatric patients as well, so 65 and older. Um, the HIV vaccine and the pneumococcal, which is the PCV13, is given at two, four, and six-month-old infants and children. And again, that is the time when they are the most vulnerable towards that, which is why we try not to delay that vaccine schedule. Um, and so that's the Haemophilus influenza B again, and then the strep pneumonia bacteria. Do you see any more, are you seeing more bacterial meningitis? Because some people are alternating their vaccine schedule, do you think, in just your opinion, that there might be more of an outbreak of meningitis than we've seen in a while? Well, I think vaccinating in general, uh, the less we do it, the more outbreaks we'll see, and that's kind of in any, any disease that is vaccine preventable. So tell us in just the last few minutes, Kate, some final advice, best advice for those who are at risk, such as college students and the meningitis vaccine and the disease itself. Okay, so biggest thing is practice good personal hygiene. Um, you learn it in school. The best thing you can possibly do is really good hand washing. You want to wash for at least 20 seconds, getting the front of the hands, the back of the hands, between the fingers and under the fingernails. Um, don't share personal items, lipstick, chapstick, don't share food, glasses, water bottles, eating utensils, and don't share towels. Um, keep it, and again, keeping in mind a person with meningitis can remain contagious for up to 24 hours after they've even started treatment 
or be contagious, you know, several days up before they even develop symptoms. Thank you so much. It's really great advice and such important information. Thank you so much, Kate. You're listening to The Wellcast with Alina Health. And for more information, you can go to alinahealth.org. That's alinahealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.